0: Hello, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I am your host. And today, our topic is It's Not in What You Say, It's What You Do. But as always, before we jump into the word, we are going to start off with a word of prior. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, we just want to glorify your name. We want to acknowledge, Father God, that you are matchless. There is none like you. You are great. You are mighty. You are victorious. We honor you and we worship you for you are worthy to be praised. Father God, we thank you for life. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for all. All things that you have given to us, mercies great and small. We come before you and we ask you, Father God, even now for forgiveness of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Once again, Father God, we just want to tell you we love you. We just want to ask you this morning to fill our hearts and our minds with your presence that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. It's in Jesus' name that we pray amen guys thank you once again for joining me for another episode of touring with god and today we are going to be diving right into the word and we need to figure out why is it that our actions speak so much louder than our words now we're going to start off with john three sixteen, and we all know this scripture for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now the key word here was that he gave when we're looking at actions, we're looking at actions today, he gave his only begotten begotten son he did not withhold his son from us but because of his love for us he sent Jesus Christ to die on Calvary's cross now God could have easily just spoken of his love for us honestly I mean it's written all throughout scripture just how much he loves us but he didn't just want it to be that he spoke that he loved us. He is a God of action. And so what he did was that he sent his only son to show us his love for us, to die on Calvary's cross, that each and every single one of us has an opportunity to receive salvation and eternal life with him. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into Galatians 20, actually Galatians 2 verse 20 to 21 and it reads, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. That is by adhering to, Relying on and completely trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not ignore or nullify the gracious gift of the grace of God which is his amazing unmerited favor for if righteousness comes through observing the law, then Christ died needlessly, which simply means his suffering and death would have had no purpose whatsoever. Now, this scripture, what I love about this scripture, and I think this scripture is so powerful, it actually clearly states, we just read John three sixteen for God so loved the world, and we understood from reading that, that God did not just say he loved us, but he showed us his love for us by sending his son to die on Calvary's cross. Now, in reading Galatians 2, verse 20 to 21, we recognize that this scripture also says, the life I now live in the body i live by faith faith is actually doing it's not just saying you have faith but it's what you do to show this faith now what we do according to the scripture here is we adhere to We rely on and we completely trust in the Son of God who loved us so much that he gave himself up for us. That's Galatians 2 verse 20. Now it goes further to say that we do not ignore or nullify the gracious gift of the grace of God, which is his amazing unmerited favor, by living our lives in whatever way we please, right? Because then it would have simply meant that. Christ died for absolutely no reason. If we are living solely to obey the law or we are living our lives according to our own standards, then it simply meant that Christ died needlessly. But because we honor the sacrifice that was made on Calvary's cross for us, we do not just talk the talk, but we honor walk the walk and so the way in which we live and our actions now become an example of who we are as the body of Christ now a few years ago and when I say a few years I want to think it was probably uh, maybe five years or more ago I had a dream about my aunt and my aunt is no longer with us her soul rests in peace And I had a dream and in the dream, I remember she was cleaning the floor. Now I'm from Jamaica. I probably said this a million times, but I'm from Jamaica. And when I was growing up, we had red floors and those red floors you used to clean with a polish and a coconut brush. Now, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, well, I don't know, Google it. But literally, we used to clean the floors with a coconut brush and with red polish. Polish. Now, when you walk into this house, the floors were usually spick and span. I mean, it was almost like looking into a mirror how shiny these floors would get. And in my dream, my aunt was cleaning the floor. And she was cleaning the floor too. I mean, A degree that I cannot even explain like she was scrubbing and scrubbing and the floor was already to perfection clean and so I remember asking her in my dream what are you doing and why are you still cleaning the floor if it's already clean and her response, and I will never forget this, even though I wrote the dream down, this stands out in my mind so much because I think of this dream a lot. She literally said to me, your life needs to be, actually she didn't say your life needs to be, she said the floor in your house needs to be so clean that people can look from the outside And tell it is clean without ever having to come into your house. And when I woke up in the morning and the dream was much longer because she taught me so many other lessons in the dream. But when I woke up in the morning and I thought about that, I recognized that she literally was not talking about just a floor, like a physical floor that is on the inside of your house. But your house, that representation is our body that temple that should belong to Christ once we've given our life to him and the light that should so shine from us. The actions that we do should be such an example of who he is that I should not have to open my mouth and tell you that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. My actions should be enough to shine that light that other people would know this girl has to be a daughter of Jesus Christ. She's a Christian. That is a woman of God. My actions should be an example of who I am without me having to tell you who I am. Now, I see this on TikTok and on Instagram a lot where it says, for example, tell me you're a Christian without telling me you're a Christian. And then you have to do something that shows that you are a Christian. Well, how about we not just do that for a TikTok or for Instagram, but how about we live our life like this every single day that we are showing that we are a Christian without actually saying that we are a Christian because that is what our lifestyle should look like. We should be models for the body of Christ. Each and every single one of us, not just the pastor or the person in the public eye or the one standing on top of the pulpit, but Each and every single one of us should live a life that shows who our Heavenly Father is and what it is that He is asking of us as the body of Christ. Now, Galatians 5 verse 16 says, But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. That is, seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Once again, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. This is asking us walking habitually in the Holy Spirit is an action. This is not something that we're just saying. We are doing this. We are moving. We're actively walking habitually in the Holy Spirit. And we do this by seeking Him and then being responsive to His guidance. Then, then you will certainly not carry out the desires of your sinful nature, which responds in impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Now, I'm pretty sure you've heard somebody say, by their fruits, you will know them. And I just want you to understand, though a lot of the things we hear are not necessarily scripture, that one definitely is. We're going to look at Matthew 7, and we're going to start off by reading verse 15 to 20. It says, Beware of false prophets and teachers who come to you dressed as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them, that is, by their contrived doctrine and self-focus. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistle? Even so, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, By their fruit, you will recognize them. And this, once again, is talking about false. Prophets. Now, we're not just talking about false prophets here, but we're also talking about being Christians today. We're talking about the body of Christ. And in the same way that we identify these false prophets, it is the same way people very often spot and recognize people who just say something but don't truly mean what they say for their action is completely different from the words that they speak now the fruit of the spirit is displayed in our actions and not just in our word. And we see here, the scripture just said, by their fruit, you will know them. Now, Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23, talks about the fruit of the spirit. So we look for the fruit of the spirit in the body of Christ. That is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. In other words, when we display the fruit of the Spirit, not just saying we love, but showing we love. Not just saying we have joy, but showing that we have joy. Not just saying that we have patience or peace, but showing it. Very often we mix up what patience looks like. And if we look here at the amplified version, it breaks down patient to mean not the ability to wait, but how we act. Once again, the action that happens or occurs while we are waiting we don't just say we are kind or we are faithful or we're gentle but we display these very things in the way that we live our life so when it says you will know them by their fruit the way in which we act Simply tells someone else whether or not we are children of the Most High God. And we are not doing these things solely to win the favor of man. So let me make that very clear. We're not displaying these things just so other people may think, oh, she's such a nice little sort of Christian girl. But we're literally showing that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us, He dwells there. And so, therefore, because of that, we now begin to bear these good fruit, which we just read about in Matthew 7. So we start to show here love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We start demonstrating this and we don't just talk about them, but we start acting them out now pastor bob from calvary chapel which was my pastor a few years ago he said something and he said it a couple of times and it's been stuck in my head ever since and i don't seem to be able to get this out of my mind but i think it's so powerful he said a lot of people turn away from christ either because they know a Christian or because they don't know a Christian. And I think that is so powerful. And for me, I always made it a vow to myself that I will do my best to always live my life, of course, to please my Heavenly Father, but to be an example of who He wants me to be as His daughter so that people will come to my Heavenly Father and not walk away from Him. I want my my light to so shine that other people would see it and glorify my father which is in heaven and today that is my encouragement for the person listening to the sound of my voice is to ensure that you do not be a hypocrite by saying one thing and doing something else but by Acting out the very thing that you are speaking when we encourage others according to the word of God heavenly father as we come before you today we just want to thank you father god that you have already set it out for us in your words so clearly how it is that we are to live as your children and we invite you holy spirit now to dwell on the inside of us that our lives would be an example of how it is we are to continue to grow and teach each other and be representatives of of the body of Jesus Christ. Right now we ask you to cleanse us of all impurities and have your way in our life. We love you, we adore you, and we repent once more for every sin we have committed against you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I will see you next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Once again, I have a TikTok, and I also have a... Instagram. I almost forgot what you call it. I have a TikTok and an Instagram. They're both touring with God, and my email address is touringwithgod at gmail.com. If you have a question or you need a Bible, please feel free to go ahead and send me an email and I'll go ahead and I'll respond to you. Or maybe if you want me to talk about something in particular, please feel free to go ahead and email that to me as well. And I will see you next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Bye.